Hey, Scully, do you know what I absolutely love about VioletNivyBoutique.com? What? Plus sizes that are affordable, stylish, flatter my body, and the dresses have pockets. I was going to say and have pockets. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely love it. And what I love uh, about it is it also caters to, like, non-plus size people. So she has something for everybody. So... How's your experience been with Violet and Ivy? I love the cardigans and that no matter what you get, she has options that you can keep changing the look. So you can get the tank top and wear it with a cardigan. Or if it's summer, you can just wear the tank top. It's covering. It's flattering. You can pair it with a blue one. You can pair it with a yellow one. Like you have multiple options. It looks like you have this wide variety of clothes when you've got two or three options from her. I love it. Absolutely love it. And her nail designs are on point. Hand yeah, it's painted. I can't believe a person does that. I know. She does it. Yeah. Hand painted, press on nails that are affordable. So if you're looking for a great style, check out VioletNivyBoutique.com. Hey, Coffee Breakers. This is just a warning to let you know that this episode contains adult content and may be disturbing to some listeners. Please take caution and listener discretion is advised. Hey, Coffee Breakers, it's AC and Scully. And and we are here for Worder Wednesday. (laughs) Yes, Worder (laughs) Wednesday, hosted by Scully. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I didn't. We don't script, y'all. We just roll with it. So yeah. I didn't know if you were going to say it or if I was going to say I know, it. You're like, what? what? You're going to go? <laughs> it's like, yeah, give me a second. Yes. So, so what you got for us today? So I broke away from the mother may I murder because I'm just kind of over it. I'm just tired of hearing about mamas having their babies do stuff. So we're going to do Evil. Fire. <laughs> Evil Lives Here, My Brother's Secret. I still think this is a HBO. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, it's a mat. Excuse me, it's Max. Max documentary. It's a Max documentary. Um, but it's like a series, and this one just stood out to me. So we're going to... It's my brother's secret, so I was like, oh, I have brothers. I know, right? <laughs> like, let I me, do, too. Let me see. I also think that's one reason why that we click so much, because we, we both have two brothers. It's true. And uh, But you're the baby. I'm the baby. I'm middle. So... We're both like, yeah, we've been through some stuff. And I think that's why this one, there's parts of this one that I'm like, I don't like. And you'll see why. Because I have brothers. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious if you feel the same way. Some things, I, I told her some things just because I'm just not good at keeping secrets. <laughs> um, like, I got to tell you. Because it's so bizarre. But there's other things I didn't tell her because I want a genuine reaction for our listeners. And that's usually the juicy stuff. Yes. So... All right, let's let's see what kind of evil lives in this particular part of town. This happened, and it's a September date, and we're in September. So on September 10th, 2003, Richard Paul White was arrested in Aurora, Colorado. So I've made it a thing now because you did it to look up something about that area just so I can (laughs) give you a tidbit of information. Aurora, Colorado is a large area. City population is like 386,000 plus. Oh, so big city. Yes. And it's close to the Rocky Mountains. So when I think of Colorado period, all I see is like ranches in my head with mountains in the background. Yeah. Flat. And then the mountains Mountains in the background. So like, I'm probably really off on that, but I I don't envision (laughs) 300,000 people like in plus. Yeah. I don't. No, I don't envision that, but whatever. Sorry. Um, For the rest of this, we're going to call him RP because that's what his sister calls him. 
Okay. Just so you know. So if you hear that, that means Richard Paul. Paul's sister, Danielle, states that she never thought that he would be capable of hurting someone, but there were signs. Okay. <laughs> she talks about when she... this really tripped me out y'all she talks about when she was younger that she would wake up and he would be sitting like at the edge of her bed in her room staring at her while she slept yeah that's weird <laughs> i'm sorry okay listen to her response he would tell her i'm watching you sleep which obviously um and then she would say she didn't know what to do because she didn't know it wasn't normal and I'm like, now you know, you lying. So my whole thing is, what are the ages? Are you talking about like a five and seven year old? No, these look like, because it does a reenactment dramatic. Mm-hmm. They look like teenagers. She's probably like 15 and he's probably like right at that. 13 maybe. Okay, 14. yeah, so you know. You know if you wake up and someone's staring at you, it's not normal. Let me just help you. I'm going to have to put that on the shirt. Yes. <laughs> Add that to the rules. Yes. If you wake up and someone's staring at you, that's not normal. Yeah. That's I don't weird. care who it is. It's Even, weird to watch people while they sleep. It is. Even, like, little babies will do it. I remember waking up to mine, like, just waiting, like, holding a cheese stick, like, yeah. for me to wake up. It's weird. Like, don't do that. It's scary. Yeah, don't do that. She said that she would just get up and go out of the room. And he would just stay sitting in there. Again. I'd be like, get out of my room, weirdo. What's wrong with you? I think brother, sister, I would be like, I'd be telling. Yes. But that's me. (laughs) Uh, And if it was my little brother, I'd just pop him. True. Get out. She stated that she started to see, like, violence in him, though. She had a parakeet, and she describes at one time that he looked looked at her and said, hey, watch this. Took the bird, snapped its neck, and gave it to the cat. Like, threw it on the floor to the cat. No. Right. When she asked him, why did you do that? He stated he wanted her to screw up on her finals. No. Right. None of. It doesn't talk about. Talk about. It doesn't talk about at all the family. So, like, you don't get to know about parents. So, I don't know what the dynamic was there. I don't know either, but that's not okay. Like, I don't even like birds. Yeah. But that's not okay. No, I agree. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. She says that she knew he was different, but she didn't know that that his different was necessarily a bad thing. She just thought he was kind of like a weirdo, but not like criminal weirdo. Gotcha. We all know some of them. She said that they never knew how he would react. Sometimes, like, some things would just send him off, and some things he would be fine. It was never a consistent, like, this is a button you press. It was very... Good random. Yeah, very, very random. At 19, she says she received a call from one of her siblings siblings goodness so there was more than just those two yes i tried to find out how many and she didn't really say because she said they were the closest so that's why i assume they're close in age it doesn't really state their age right but there were older siblings i believe okay because she said she received a call from one of her siblings stating that rp had contacted her and told her that he had hiv she stated that she panicked because she didn't all she knew of hiv at that time was as a horrible painful death right and that her brother's gonna die right. a year a year later he tells her that that was all a lie that he just wanted everyone to freak out it was funny to him it shows in the documentary like it's a reenactment obviously she's like you still taking your medicine how you're doing he's like what medicine and she's like for hiv he's like oh i never was on anything yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have it yeah he well he said I'm never on anything. I never had it. Like he just, oh. and he laughed in the documentary. 
Oh, yeah. Oh. Right? She states that he would tell her stuff like this all the time. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the whole... I'm out. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame... You know, yeah. no, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So my anxiety would have me to a level, and I would be trying to take care of this person and to find out you flat out lied to me. Yeah. We gonna have some issues. So another time, he told her that his friend had died, so she paid for him to go to a funeral across Colorado, and then a year later, she ran into the guy who had supposedly died. And I'm like, (laughs) why would you do this after the HIV thing? Like, I would need confirmation. See, this guy didn't have a healthy fear of his sibling. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did you know? I'd be next level. And my, my next note here... See, I have issues with the sister already because why would you believe why would you believe anything he said after the big HIV lie? Oh no. Like mm-hmm. to me I'd I'd have to get sources. Like bring me receipts. I'm gonna be honest with you, after the big HIV lie, we might not speak for a hot minute. Agreed. Because that's a big to a me big... that's a big transgression. Oh, like yeah. you are taking advantage of my love for you. Yeah. The whole family. You're telling the whole family you had this and let them believe it for a year. Right. And then after that, I'm probably going to be like, "Mm -mm, I'll pray for you. She also talks about how he would always talk about committing crimes, robbing stores, like really outlandish stuff. And she said the stores that he was claiming he robbed, if he robbed them, like it would have been big news stuff. So she just, everything you had to take with a grain of salt. Sounds like a teaspoon, but (laughs) my whole thing, I go to, is he mentally ill? That's where I go. So, like, are we schizoaffective, schizophrenic? Where you it doesn't give any diagnosis in the documentary, but I'm with you. It, or, or, or are we a psychopath, pathological liar? I don't think that's an actual diagnosis. I think it's some kind of dissociative. Yeah. Something, whatever. But, like, I go to, like, are you... Something's more, not something connected not right. the right way. Yeah. She said she did note that when he would drink, though, that his stories got a lot darker. He would talk about killing people, usually. Um, She talked about when they were, she would get home from work, they would start playing cards together, and he'd already be, like, four beers in. And he would start telling her, like, I killed a lady before. Like, I put a belt around her neck and would give, like, really vivid, vivid details. Graphic details, yeah. And she said it didn't bother her, which is, I'm like, what? Um... Are we just desensitized to the crazy? Well, she said she just thought it was all made up, like given his history that it's just stuff he made up and that he watched a lot of gory movies and he liked and wanted attention. So she would be like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sure you did. Yeah. RP. RP. But he would tell everybody this. Like everybody, everybody, several other people, neighbors, a girl at a bar, his girlfriend, just anybody that would sit down and talk to him. That he killed people that he would kill people, especially if it was drinking. He would talk about how he killed people and, you know, he's just what he does. Yep. All right. And nobody's like, everybody dead. (laughs) I saw I'm like, not one person was like, okay. Okay, so what did you say her name was or where she lived? Right. I'm like, looking at the obits? Because I would have. But we, 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 we crazy. We generally are suspect of most people. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, 
she said that most people just thought he made it up. His girlfriend, however, thought maybe there was some truth to this. When I heard this in the documentary, I'm like, he got a girlfriend as crazy as a loon. He got a girlfriend. <laughs> like, yeah, so it makes it for all the single people of like when I would, okay, so back when I was single and then like I'd hear something like that and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Right? Like there's hope. Like if <laughs> everybody got hope because like this, I don't know what attracted <laughs> you to him. Like the murder story. I don't know. Maybe he was just really good looking. He's not. Oh, well. he's not even a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, uh, okay. He, I got nothing for you. He told her that he had killed and buried people in his yard. She was so upset by this that she actually went to his sister, Danielle, to see if it was true. The sister completely is all attention. Don't worry about it. Don't this nothing. It's all made up. Me personally, let me pause right here. Yeah. Me personally, I'm looking in your backyard. <laughs> I'm going to be looking for mounds or I'm disturbed see- earth. Thank you. Or something that looks like a grave. But also, I ain't your girlfriend no more. Right. And I'm going to do that when I know you somewhere else because I don't want to be the next one. Like, I I'm, am moving uh, so fast. Do you understand? Yes. But his sister reassured her that it, that was just her brother. It was just Mm-mm. how he was, and that encouraged her to stay with him. Which, no, because to me, that's even more reason that you should be like, nip. Cause she, and the, that might have been one. Well, the stay sister, single. <laughs> <laughs> the sister's argument was, well, who kills people and then tells people about it? Like, how dumb would you be? Serial killers. D- 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 Zodiac. Like, all the people who wrote into news stations. What was it? BTK. Like, I know. they do that. Some of them. Yeah, but it's usually, like, an, an anonymous, like, sign, like, BTK or yeah, Zodiac. Yeah. Like, it's not like... Well, this one just might not be AC, that bright. You know, like, <laughs> I don't... That, agreed. <laughs> I'm um, just I, That's why I feel like it's not out of the realm of possibility. She acts like it's just so bizarre. Like, nobody would ever... And I'm like... Well, I mean, you're right. It's bizarre, but I don't think anything is, like, out of the realm of... I've seen some pretty stupid stuff. Oh, yeah, me too. So I'm like, don't... Yeah. Don't discount him. Like, it's not... Nothing's impossible. Yes. The next time she saw his girlfriend, however, she busted into her house. The girlfriend. The girlfriend. So she... Danielle's in her home. The girlfriend bursts through her front door, grabs her, and they run to the bathroom where they lock themselves in. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I don't have a hard time with that because I'm like, why are we running? Right. Like, what are we running from? Same. Is Bigfoot coming through the door? Like, what we got? Same. She said the next thing she heard was her brother screaming uh, for them to come out and banging on the door. She said that they stayed in that bathroom for several hours. Again, brother don't have a healthy fear of his siblings. Sister opens the door, and he has a gun pointed straight, like, at her face. Mm-mm. He tells her, she said this is the first time she ever saw her brother like that. His girlfriend wanted to end the relationship, so in his mind, he wanted to end it. Like, end meant death. Like, if she wants to end it, then okay, I'm going to kill her. That's how he felt about that. That's not how that works. She tells him, you know, you don't mean to do this. You, you don't want to do this. Put the gun down. Um, like... We don't need to do that. He then turns the gun on himself because, quote, she never believed him when he told her things. She said in the documentary, she said, like, she prayed, like, Lord, give me the words to say. I don't know what I need to say here to de-escalate the situation. And she said she looked at him and says, if you kill yourself and my kids come home from school and see that, they will never get it out of their head. And she said that seemed to get through to him. And he dropped the gun and ran out of the house. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And that's when you need to call 911 and have him picked up and put on a psychiatric hold. Yeah. She said that moment did change things between them, obviously. Uh, yeah. And that she just tried to avoid him as much as possible. Feel you. However, on September 8th, I don't know the time frame between when that happened and September 8th of 2003, she received a call from RP. He told her that he needed her to come, needed to come see her and she needed to help him. Mm. He tells her that he did something, but it was not his fault. It was an accident. She's like, what did you do, RP? Like, what, what help do you need? He stated he had accidentally killed someone and she needed to believe him. He states that they were drinking and smoking pot when he showed his friend the new gun he got and it went off and killed his friend. This dude don't need a gun, period. Point Agreed. blank. Agreed. Like, no. And I'm, it doesn't talk about it in the documentary, but I am curious and I meant to look it up. Like, what his... Did he have run-ins with the law? Like, what his actual criminal history was or if he was just never... Probably not. That's kind of what I'm figuring. Low level, like he drank, he did a little bit of drugs, but never got picked up for anything. Right. He ran his mouth off, but there was nothing to really, you know. He might have had like a couple of public intoxication things, like went to the drunk tank or a couple PDCs. times. Yeah, but I don't know that he had anything major because they never d- discuss it. Right. He stated he needed her to come get him and to bring him supplies as he needed food for a couple of days as he was going to the mountains, which... Let my brother call me and tell Mm -hmm. me that they killed somebody, but it wasn't their fault. But me to bring them. I am not an accessory after the fact. (laughs) I'm not going to jail for nobody. You hear me? Like if I go, it's because I want to go for something for me, which I will never happen because I don't want to go. Right. But this just blew my mind. If it was in self-defense, I got you, boo. Yeah, but we're still going to call. We're still going to call, but I got your back. I will be there to support you, but I will take your butt on over to the police station. Like, Like, I'm not going to take you to the mountains for a few days. Like, that's weird. Either one of my brothers going to get eaten. They they, they ain't survivors. Now, mine could, but. Well, I mean, I mine could, but Relic, come on now. (laughs) He going to get you for that if he listens. I don't care. Um. So he's going to go to the mountain for a few days. She said she packs him some bags like she believed him, which red flag. He's lied his entire life. I was going to say, if it was all this, like all this. All this has happened prior. Everything I told you is prior to this event. And I love them. Yeah. But if it all this, nah, I ain't helping you. Well, my thing is. I'm going to be like, okay, where are you at? And I'm be like, nah, I'm going <laughs> That's yes. My thing. I need to report a shooting. <laughs> How are you going to hear all of this and be like, "I believe you now"? No, no. Be like, I, "No, sir." Like you about to get me rolled up in some stuff. But I digress. Each is on. I don't know. Maybe I'm not a good sister. I don't know. He stated um, she went and got him. She packed him some bags, got him some clothes, which is weird to me because I don't know if they were at her house or not. After she's know. making the claim that she doesn't hang out with him takes for a couple of days and she goes and gets him and takes him up to the mountains. Um, he, she made an agreement with him. It shows on documentary, like her dropping off him just at a tree at the bottom of a mountain. And she told him that she would be back the next day for food. He asked her if any, if she had told anyone about what she was doing, she said that she had stated no. She says to this day that when she turned to leave, she heard him cock that gun. 
like 100% heard that gun go. She said she's asked him about this after the fact and that he says he must have just stepped on a twig or something. That's a different sound. But she says no. And when she heard the sound, she brought it back to her kids. And she said she mentioned like while she was walking that she had to get home before her kids got home because they were expecting her. And that's when he said, okay, D, love you. And she left. So I think D thinks that RP was going to shoot her. Yeah, 100%. And I think he might have. Sounds like it. When when she got home, the crime was in the newspaper, um, but they had ruled it a suicide. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. There are so many cases that get ruled suicides that are just so questionable. Yeah, there are. Like, I was listening to one the other day on a podcast, and they found the lady hogtied in, like, at an abandoned house, which she did not live at, like, or anywhere near. Hogtie themselves. I, I don't either. Maybe she's just flexible, more flexible than I am. I'm just saying, like, and they're like, suicide. And I'm like, in what world? Why? how please explain it to me like really break it down and they don't yeah break it down to me like i am just dirt dumb because i don't get it just explain it to me like she killed herself and then hogtied herself yeah because that that you can't you have to do one before the other yeah and so she so what they concluded was she died from a drug overdose but even if she hogtied herself before she gave the injection of morphine, how did you give yourself an injection with more t- morphine when your hands and feet are tied behind your back? Well, even flip, I don't know how quickly that hits. If you it Pretty quickly from what I can understand. So then even if she did it first, would she have been able to even hogtie herself? Not in the... I don't think so. I mean, I amount. agree. I don't think it's a suicide, but... Yeah, but I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, I don't... It, it just suspect, man. Yeah. Like, there's been a, a couple. Just suicide. I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I told you we need to be investigators. Um, but it was ruled a suicide. Yes. This, this one. This the, one was, his murder victim was ru- ruled a suicide. Yeah. And she said it bothered her because she knew it was an accidental shooting. Like, it was bothering her because she, she stated that she didn't want to let the family, like his loved ones, think that he his loved ones to think that he had killed himself because she didn't want them to beat themselves up. Like they could have done something to help him. Right. Like he was in pain and no one reached out. So that just ate her alive. So she called the Aurora police department and told them what her brother had stated to her and her brother was arrested. I guess at the mountain, it doesn't say. Okay. They just went and got him. Okay. During the interrogation, he did confess to killing his friend. It's the same story that he told his sister. He stated that it was weird that they were sitting there, they were drinking, and he was showing the gun, and the gun went off, and he's like, I was sitting there with my friend, and the next second he had a hole in his head. So I'm kind of inclined, since the story stayed the same, that it may have been an accidental shooting, but... Was you, are you, were you standing or were you sitting? I, I don't know. Because I'm going angle trajectory. Like I'm thinking if like I'm sitting and they're to my my right and I'm pointing the gun like look at this right here and I turn it back. It's plausible. I don't. I can't definitively say. I mean, it's plausible that it was just the fact that he's such crazy pants and makes up stories and then this story remains the consistent. same makes me think there may be some validity to it. Okay, fair. Um. It wasn't in, t- in that interview that he tells them that he's killed three other people. 
like for real or just in his two head? of which are buried in his backyard mm. so there were bodies in his backyard so that's the same story that he had been telling his family and friends for years and he went on making it up sister really bothers me at this point because she's like the cops were all like we gotta go investigate and i was like y'all are a bunch of idiots how are they idiots they have a suspect who not only admitted to killing one person but is saying that there are three other people two of which are in his backyard they have to go look yeah and she's like well he lies all the time so like they're gonna go out there and not find anything but did they find something well It cuts back to his interrogation, and he states that y'all are going to think that I'm lying until they go and dig up these bodies. Then they'll see. Like, Mm -hmm. he's by himself. He's talking to himself by himself? Yeah, they're out, and he says it. Yeah. Sister sees on the news that they were at his residence and that they had located a body. She then got a call from the investigator stating that he wanted to let her know what they had found. She stated that she started screaming at him that she already knew it was on the news that they had found a body. Why are you yelling at him? I don't know. Like, her anger is weird and her feelings are weird. I'm just, that's my opinion. And he said, no, they found two. So he was telling the truth this entire time. She said she then hung up on him. Because, of course, you did. Yeah. Two bodies were found in his backyard, and one, he claimed, was in the wild, which I thought that was weird wording, the wild. I guess it meant just the woods somewhere. I don't think they had a definitive place, or he wasn't able to take them back to where... The wild is. ...where this body was. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, he's not mentally okay. I kind of agree. He also claimed that there were three other murders, but those women were never found. Like, he, he couldn't tell you really anything okay in 2003 joel humphrey was a detective and he explained that the mo for rp all of his victims were prostitutes he would go and get them take them back to his house and once inside he would take control of them either by knocking them unconscious or pulling a pistol on them um he it cuts back to the interrogation and he states that he would tell them, which I, this is so messed up to me. Didn't your mother ever tell you don't get in the car with a stranger? Oh, my God. So that goes into, a, like, this sadistic kind of torture. Mm-hmm. Like, m- like mental torture of, I don't know. That yeah. just speaks to a different level. It does. He would sexually assault these victims over and over, only pausing when he needed to rest, and then force them to pray for forgiveness for being promiscuous. He would then resume assaulting them for over some for over 24 hours. Oh, my God. When he went to sleep, he would handcuff them to him so they couldn't leave. When investigating the case, they found several other women that he had assaulted, but they had been released or escaped from him some way. Yeah. And terrified to come forward because they're sex workers. Correct. It cuts back to Danielle, who states that the family... The family, her family, I guess, and friends were mad at her for telling law enforcement where he was. Um, hiding. That, uh, what? Where he was hiding. Yeah. And that some wouldn't talk to her and some still don't talk to her. And that's okay. Like, if you're the type of person that's going to be mad at me for, you know, telling the truth about this accidental shooting that led to these other murders, then... It's we don't need to be friends. Right, you're not the kind of person I want to be friends with. This is where another issue that I, I had with her. She then stated that it was hard for her and maybe I'm just I don't know, callous, you tell me. She stated that it was hard for her because a lot of the victims' families didn't know that their loved ones were missing or dead. So when she told on her brother for the accidental shooting, 
all these other things came out, like he confessed to these other crimes, and that she brought pain into other people's lives, and that was rough and made her really sad. And I just was like, so no. In my head, that's a narcissistic view of it. Like, you did these things. No, your brother did these things. Right. The truth came out. Just because you don't know that your loved one is dead, yeah, I guarantee you they knew that, that they were missing in some capacity. Like either if, hadn't seen them or hadn't yeah, heard if from them. Yeah, they were involved, like had some kind of family member. I'm sure they were like they haven't checked in. Like if they had communication, sometimes they didn't. But I would still want to know. Right. I wouldn't want to be like, hey, I wonder how judy's doing and right you know go start to look for judy and can't find her for years and years and years and years it's because she's buried in somebody's backyard yeah and i guess i, I it felt very that's narcissistic centered yeah and she's she like, might have been sad but well she said it was hard for her um rp actually cut a deal with prosecutors to avoid the dead death penalty he pled guilty to two counts of murder and three counts of sexual assault the only thing I can figure for this is they didn't find the third victim, like I said, so it couldn't have been three. And then the three counts of sexual assault were for the two victims that he did murder. And then they, you do hear from a lady, I'm assuming it's like his sentencing hearing, mm-hmm. where she's talking about what she went through and that like her strong will helped her get through and that she's sorry for these other women, but she's you know thankful she made it through and hope he gets what he gets. Okay. So I think that's why he got the three sexual assaults. And with Two his, bodies. his history of lying, you don't know if there's actually a third body or not. You don't. And it could be six. So I don't know about these other three. Right. Like, we don't, don't know. know. He received a double life sentence without parole. He did not have to do a trial because he did take that plea deal. Yeah. Um, sister starts, again, back to sister, because that's all you hear from in this documentary. She stated that, again, it was really hard on her. So she started drinking a lot and she moved away. Um, she moved three and a half hours away. And then she says what bothers her the most is that her brother told her that the on- that he only told her about what happened to his friend because he knew she would do the right thing and tell on him. And I don't know why that bothers her because it just... They're like, yes, you're right. I did do the right thing. But yeah. I don't think that's why he told you. I don't he, so. You were the only one that would come and get him is why he told you. And, and, and he intended on shooting you until you mentioned your children, right. uh, according to your purview. So that that he told you just BS to make you feel bad, and you you bought, bought it. Hunk line how secret. I feel like I I don't know, but that is Richard Paul White. Okay, well that sounds like glad he ain't my brother. Yeah, and I, I guess that's why, like, he, he what he did was bad, 100%, and yeah. I do feel sorry for these poor women, like, even the women that weren't murdered, that were tortured for over 24 hours, yeah. and then forced to pray for being promis- promiscuous, and then he would assault them again. Right. But... That, that's all kind of... I, I... You know, we I, had this conversation. A lot of people view sex workers as throwaway human beings he says in his interrogation that they are at the lowest point and here i am making them victims essentially like i'm attacking them right and i'm like so you you know that so you're smart enough to know that but you still preyed on them because it was an easy target because you know a lot of people wouldn't be looking right so but there's no such thing 
in my view, no matter what they do for, no matter what anybody does for work or to make ends meet versus drug dealers. But I don't even think they're throwaway human beings as no. far as that goes. I don't. I just don't. Yeah. And I know that's a lot of my stuff, but. I feel like there's some cases we've covered that what they've done, I'm like, yeah, we can, we can be all right without them. But I don't like the term throwaway human beings because we like we talked i feel like that's from the get like from day one you're just a trash right and i i just can't get behind that i can't get behind that either but especially because that they do sex work or they're drug addicts you know or whatever it is that doesn't make them any less of a human being like even drug drug addicts who or addicted to a substance like and they're out here doing what they have to do to get that substance i don't think they're throwaway i wish we had more resources to help some of them that can be helped and um all that good stuff so yeah i and i guess because just my experience in general if i had someone constantly telling me these things I just don't see, especially my family. I don't see. We're not going to be friends. Like, well, we ain't hanging. Not even that. I'm going to start poking around. I'm going to go check that backyard. I'm checking your backyard. I'm I'm going to start looking at, like, around newspapers, looking online, like, Wait, anybody missing, like, right. anybody reported. And I think the only, only thing is, is he'd made up all these other stories. And then if it is a sex worker probably not getting reported like that right so there have been cases of sex workers being reported missing and it's just not as prevalent it's not so maybe that's how we got away with it but i also feel like i don't know and then i me personally i feel like sister had some charges for taking him up to the woods i mean yeah but accessory after the fact but she's the one that turned him in so yeah i don't care yeah you had no intention until your your own conscience got to you and then even then, I just, I don't, I don't know. No, no, no. It's accessory after the fact, for sure. Yeah. Because what if he had said... Because he called you and told you he shot somebody. He didn't be like, hey, just take me some And he told words. her he needed some supplies. Right. Come buy me some food. Like... And she took him... And that's weird, too. Like, I couldn't imagine my brother calling me. I just killed somebody. Hey, can we go out McDonald's? I'd be like, have you lost your mind? Like, who do you think you're calling? <laughs> you don't get chicken nuggets if you kill somebody. <laughs> you don't get... Don't call me. You don't get the toy. I, but... PSA, if you're going to commit a crime and you need help after the fact, don't call me. I'm going to turn you in. I'm going to turn you in. I will stand by you if you were, if you, whatever, but if you're innocent. Now, if you just murdered somebody, a different story. But for me, it's like, why did you? (laughs) I'm going to ask why. (laughs) But I'm also not going to take you to your little hideaway spot. I'm going to turn you in. Consider yourself warned. Right. We're going to get you an attorney. And we're going to go on into the police station. Yeah. Depending on why you kill somebody. Right. I'll this call accident, you. for sure. I'll call you, right? <laughs> yeah, 911. Local but PD. This, this guy, I would have been like, oh, yeah, sure, where are you at? And the next thing you know, <laughs> the we're police. surrounded. Yeah, because, yeah. nah. No, I agree. And I, yeah. You're unstable. And I don't. Especially if you didn't bust in my house with a gun and put it in my face. <laughs> and growing up with you and you snapping my birds, and that, which I don't like birds. If y'all didn't know that, I'm terrified of them. But I don't, I still wouldn't be cool with you snapping its snapping neck. Snapping its neck. It's not, you know, 
and throwing it to the cat and be like, I want you to fail your finals. We're done. We're not friends. We're not friends. We might be related, but I don't think we're related. Right. Like, I'm going to have to question that because we ain't the same. We ain't the same. No, absolutely not. But yeah. Well, Coffee Breakers, that was your Worder Wednesday presented by Scully. Yes. Catch y'all on Friday for Free For All. Good night. Bye. Thank you.